Upsiders podcast where we unpack what it takes to succeed in business. I'm your host, Victoria Jones, and I'm in the business of empowering people to become profitable and purpose-driven business owners. Over the past six years, I've enabled ambitious founders to start and scale their own business and make money doing what they love. Through our Six Weeks to Success Upstart program and one-on-one coaching services, I'm able to fulfill my mission to educate, enable and inspire more people to turn their business dreams into a reality. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to kickstart your business, business, build your brand and thrive on your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they've built their business, the tips they've learned along the way and reveal what it takes to succeed. Today I'm interviewing the lovely Jenna, founder of the Fertility Suite. In a nutshell, Jenna helps make conception easier through her acupuncture and herbal medicine clinic. It's Eastern medicine meets reproductive science and she's a master of reproductive healthcare. She started her business because essentially she wants to help people's help make people's conception journey a lot easier. She's originally from New Zealand, and um, so you'll hear her lovely New Zealand accent, (laughs) Kiwi accent today. Um, And she's now based in Manly, Sydney, with her husband and two children. I realise for anyone listening, there's a bit of a a pregnancy motherhood theme going on with this podcast (laughs) at the moment. It's probably because of my current situation being 34 weeks pregnant. Um, but yeah, I hope listeners will get some um, insights into how to start your own business and also maybe some people that might be embarking on their own journey to becoming a mum will get some insights from our chat too. So welcome, Jenna. Thank you so much, Victoria. We've had a bit of a funny time. I'm mid-eating soup for lunch um, because I was running late with another client and um, yeah, we're finally here though. And we're in a room we shouldn't be in, so um, <laughs> hopefully we won't get kicked out either. Um, anyway, well, it's <laughs> nice to be here while we're here. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so could you take us back to the beginning, how you started your business and and was it always something you'd wanted to do? Sure. So I suppose um, a little bit of context. So the Fertility Suite is actually my the second, um, second clinic I've owned. So I set up a clinic with... Um, a business partner in Melbourne, and uh, I sold that to. Um, when the relationship kind of dissolved with that business partner, I sold that clinic, and essentially everything that the fertility suite is was kind of learned out of that. Those mistakes, and working in those situations, and knowing what I liked doing, what I didn't like doing, what my where, where values lie, and that's essentially what became. The fertility suite. Ah, uh, so what was the first business with your business partner? So that was a uh, natural health care clinic, but we were general, a general kind of, of, of general practice. So we saw every condition under the sun. We had a few other um, modalities working in that same practice. Yeah. And, um, and, and look, the business was successful, but as I said, the relationship kind of, you know, that dissolved at yeah. some point. We got to a point where we realised, look, this just wasn't going to work for us. Lots um, of people find that, don't they? But they do, um, they get, I know I had a business partner um, and it was all amicable um, at the end, but it was mainly, I think, we came together, maybe I didn't believe in that I could do it myself. Do you know what? Um, I, it's funny because someone said to me, why did you originally go into business? And I said, when I look back, at the time I didn't realise I had a number of reasons why I was going to business with someone else, but when I look back now, I know that I went into business because I didn't have the confidence 
to do it myself. Yeah. And having done it, you know, you kind of go, I can, I can do it. So that is one of those learnings that you take out of it. It's, yeah. it's scary going into business by yourself. But I think, um, I think, look, I think that's why a lot of women go into business with, um, with partners because if we're not brought up to be as confident probably as men and, and, and you, you know, that's what we do. We find a business partner who gives us our confidence. Um, yeah. And, and so what, that's something I'd say just about everyone going into business with a partner. Think about what, what you want from that partnership and yeah. can you get it yourself? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> or could you maybe employ someone to do that um, that job that you're, you know, the yep. skills that you're missing or could you outsource some Definitely. of the skills through some of these amazing platforms like Upwork and Fiverr as opposed to giving someone part of your business idea and Absolutely. bringing them on board. But yeah. I think, um, yeah, I know quite a few people have done that or, or maybe business partnerships that start very amicably and end a total disaster and then um, <laughs> they're trying to divide up um, parts of the business. So um, it sounded like yours was all... Um, Look, we definitely had our moments, but it was a clean break and I think once... Um, once I'd sold that off, and I was, you know, I was, I did feel like a failure when I sold that part. And I, yeah, I felt like a failure. I felt kind of embarrassed about the whole thing. And I, and I just kind of wanted to shut the chapter on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I did for a wee while. And then, you know, we kind of got, I got obviously to the point that I went, I'm ready to do this again, but where do I want to go this time? And I, I know, you know, working with general um, practice, you see all sorts of different things. And I can remember the moment that I thought, I only want to work with women and I only want to work with Was it with a women. random male patient? You know what I hate to say, but it was. It really was. <laughs> Did yeah. that ask you to do something Do you know what? Gross? It, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was gross. He's, um, so I, had, I, had a, was, I was working with a lot of women actually because I'd had experience working for another um, uh, Chinese medicine practitioner. Uh, so I had a lot of fertility experience or some more experience probably than anyone else in that clinic. So I was seeing quite a lot of reproductive health anyway. Um, and I remember this one day um, I'd, I'd worked with this woman and, and she came in and she said, you know, I'm pregnant. And she, I said, oh, my gosh. And she cried and I cried and it was wonderful. And then the next patient that came in was a man who was um, – he was he was training for something and he said, oh, and I was just doing like a – loosening up back muscles. It was a recovery-type treatment. And yeah. he said, um, oh, I um, – I'm going to do an Ironman one day. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. I said, I've done two Ironman. He said, no, an Ironman triathlon is actually when you run, swim four kilometres and ride 180 kilometres and run 42 kilometres. And I said, oh, yeah, I've, I've done that. Yeah. I've done it twice. And he said, no, that's a triathlon. And I just went, oh, okay. And I just couldn't really be bothered like, to, and I just no, because I've done a triathlon. That's not a triathlon because <laughs> I know I just said, I, look, I that. just couldn't be bothered. And I think that was the moment I went, I like working with women. This is I, I just checked out of it, you know, yeah. out of that treatment. I loved loved working with women, and that was just going through and the that motions. was the moment. That was the moment. It's funny. <laughs> there's often like these pivotal moments, isn't there, that makes you yeah. realise that that's the path you want to Absolutely. go down. And I didn't realise it at the time. I realised it. A lot, a lot later when I look back and go, that was the thing that I went, Ugh, I'm done. I'm done with that. How do I? I don't know. I don't think it, that was the moment I went, how do I? I think I went, oh, I don't like doing that. Yeah, how absolutely. do I came later. Yeah, and I think that's a, a, a really important point is lots of people, they focus too much on the how 
Whereas actually you should be focusing on the why. Yeah, so, right. you know, yeah. often you'll be like, I want to start a business, but how does this and how that and how that? And if you get too caught up in that, you'll never actually start it. So it's like, why is so much more important to explore? Why do you want to do it? Oh, I love and it, you'll yeah. always find a way. You will, like you, you have to, don't you? As you'd know from running a business, stuff comes up all the time and you have to pivot and evolve. And yes, if yep. your why is strong enough. Which, do, would you say you have a strong why, a strong purpose? Like, obviously, it's women now. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. And I think once I had my babies, uh, it was just set in concrete. Because I, I want women to have that opportunity. Yeah. You know, and I, I also think um, it made me realise I had, you know, I had, we'll get a little bit personal here, but I had two miscarriages between my kids. And the support that came from other women was really the thing that pulled me through and, you know, wow. made it a, a more bearable time. And, and was it women that you paid for treatments or friends or...? It was, girl, it was girlfriends. It was, it, was, it was the sisterhood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just women and, and um, yeah, this bigger collective, I suppose. And I think um, I think I, I mean, I can see, I know that that's what we need because we don't necessarily have it in society. We don't... No one talks about these things. So we need a space that we can go to, you know, and it's not just about the treatment, you know, fertility. It's it's just, you know, it's. I think the fertility suite isn't just about the treatments for me. Yeah. And I can tell you that, Victoria, the moment that I know that I made it, that I was like, this is what I wanted without being able to really articulate it. And I had a, a woman who came in for a treatment, so she just had – she was just in a place. She just – and – you know, you may know that when you get bad news, when you're going through fertility stuff, it's usually epic. Yeah. So she um, she was just having a terrible day and she needed a bit more time and a bit more love. And so I was running late for my next appointment. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> um, and the next patient coming was actually preparing for labour. So she was very pregnant. And um, and, I, and I sent her a message and said, is there any chance you can stay in your car for another 10 minutes and I'll text you when you can come in? <laughs> and she said, okay, fine. And, and anyway, I texted her to come in and she came in and I said, Look, I'm really sorry about that. I, I would never normally do it, and I really appreciate it. I just didn't want this other woman to walk out of the treatment room and cross paths with this beautiful pregnant woman. Yes. Yeah. Patient of mine started crying, and she said, "Oh my God, I know that because I've been that woman." Yeah. And she said, "I wish I could do something nice for her." And and I said, "We, well, you just have." Oh. And I think for me that was um, that was special. Was, <laughs> made me so I feel a bit emotional talk about it. <laughs> For me, I went, oh, this is the thing that I wanted, but I couldn't have, but didn't fit in a business plan. You know, yeah. that was the ethereal level, I suppose, of what I really wanted to create. Yeah. And so, how amazing you've done that. And you're now, you've helped so many. You probably have some amazing stories of people that yeah, it's were told amazing. that they couldn't, because I guess there's a real problem now, isn't there, with, uh, you know, a lot of people are told told really bad news or told that they can't conceive or can't have um might never be able to have children i know i've had two miscarriages too and i was told oh you know maybe you should look into adoption and i was oh, like oh my brutal. gosh i have i'm not even don't feel like i've exhausted all my options yet and, and look i and, just hear some terrible stories <laughs> i really do and then do you help those it must be so inspiring to be able to help them and Oh, it's the best. Especially, can you share any ones that people maybe come in desperate and then they, they, oh. they've they you know had children or they've got pregnant? 
Look, I've had women who I, I'm one of the very first women I first started working. Actually, she was the very first patient I had at the fertility suite. Um, and she Your got, first customer. Yeah, basically. my first ever patient. I know that because I just looked through because we've been open for one year as of three or four days ago. And how did you get your first client? Because that's often sometimes the hard one, but I always say you just need one person to start a business. Yeah, look, I moved up to Manly. It was actually kind of a big leap when I think, because I came up to Manly and started the business up here. And we'd moved from Melbourne. We had, you know, I had no connections up here and I was was kind of throwing things up in the air thinking, I hope we can just get rolling. As you say, one patient. And I had an Instagram page which I'd started and it, to be honest, it was more of a, a mood board at that point. You know, it wasn't even overly yeah. informative or much of my own voice. And a woman sent me a message and said, look, I'm trying to – I'm doing my preconception care. Would you work with me? And at that point, I didn't even have a clinic. And I said, you know, I, I, I would, but I can't. And she said, well, I'm a, I'm a yogi and I've got my own studio and I've got space. Would you come to a treatment here? So I, I went down and we worked together for a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months. Um, she's since had her first little baby. Um, and I think she's gearing up to, to go again. So oh, she was a yogi, a local um, woman. Yeah. And she said to me, oh, my gosh, you've got to meet my friend who's a naturopath. That was uh, Layla Metcalf. And Layla, when I met, and she said, would you speak at this um, women's wellness event? And that kind of gave me a lot of exposure. And then it just kind of flowed from there. And to be honest, I've not worked overly hard I think there's been a lot of word of mouth referrals I've been and word of mouth referrals are the best because they just bring in the best people (laughs) yeah it's so true and I think that's the the key isn't it that word of mouth marketing that um and those referrals that you can get from people and partnerships too like I say to people look at um partnerships because you don't have to spend a lot of money on marketing that way you can partner with someone else in the health space do an event with them or how great that you actually asked to speak at, at someone else's event. But just putting yourself out there like that and saying you're available for those opportunities opens up a whole other audience, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. And that quite, that worked quite well. You know, we got – just to be honest, it gave me probably some a little bit of exposure in a, in a new town, <laughs> it's a new city, I yeah. suppose. So, yeah, look, it was a great little um, connection. And I've worked a lot with – um, Layla's patients and we've, we work quite well together as practitioners so that's been an, an awesome little relationship too outside of the marketing world. Right, so, okay, yeah. having yeah. that referral as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. And then I think I, I found you through Instagram so I think you were following me and I was following you and then <laughs> or there was some mutual, I think it had come up, people to follow or something. Um, so it was through Instagram I found you. Do you find a lot of clients come through Instagram? I, yeah, I do actually. And I think um, I think it's because when we work with someone in such an intimate way, um, Instagram actually gives someone a way to meet you before they've met you. So I, um, I, I was telling someone else this recently that I can tell when someone walks in the door if they've met me on Instagram or follow me on Instagram or found me on Instagram because they walk in like they already know mm-hmm. me. And it's you kind of jump ahead one or two sessions because yeah you don't have that awkwardness yeah you've got this nice rapport so yeah I get a lot of people through Instagram and I think even the people that don't necessarily find me through Instagram have um maybe have been referred but will check in first yeah I think it's a good platform isn't it to people to check out your brand find it and I find now if I'm looking at someone I will look more on their Instagram as opposed to their website just to get a feel you feel like you get 
more of a feel for someone's business that way. Absolutely, but more authentic. Uh, authenticity in their in their voice that they're putting out because we can all put a nice website together or not find nice words to you know when it's quite limited but when you're kind of doing content all the time at some point you have to be a bit more real and raw and yeah yeah and did you notice when you did start doing that really personalized content and being you know putting your you put your face out there you do lots of instagram lives and video content did you find people responded yeah, well to that absolutely and it, definitely a different um i think people want to know who you are yeah you know as opposed to i mean it just anybody can uh, jump online and do, google a fact and put it on instagram and i think the difference between you when you start doing live and talking about what you know um you know that you can't hold a facade like that so yeah. i think it in it separates you i think from from the competition, it makes you stand out, definitely. Absolutely. And were you yeah. scared to do it at first? Like, I know lots of clients I work with, myself included, who needs to do more video content. It's a little bit daunting to it start putting totally, yourself out there. Like totally that. daunting. Totally daunting. <laughs> so a bit of the, the, the fake it till you make it kind of thing. But the first yeah. um, um, live that I did was with um, a woman from... Uh, she's based in New York, Paige. She's the AccuChick. Um, we met on Instagram probably four or five years ago. And she's done She's done so many. And she said, look, let's do one together. And it's cute. You know, you, I could see her. And she was, like, nodding and encouraging <laughs> me, you know, when I was speaking. So, yeah, that was a really nice way to kind of ease into it. But I do find it nerve-wracking because... It's it's you and you 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 can't edit you know yeah. <laughs> you're just you're just talking so look it's um it's great because people get a real understanding of who you are but it is quite a little bit daunting yeah but doing the lives as opposed to you know lots of people do the video content but would you say doing those lives has helped you really connect with your audience I think so and I'm starting to do more lives so I've got a little um, series coming out starting tomorrow yeah, yeah so we'll tell do... us more about that for anyone that wants to so tune that's in. just um, 10 weeks of some of 10 kind of major areas that come up all the time with women that I'm working with um, areas of how to fall pregnant things that we can do differently um, and that you can find all the information on the on my Instagram page um, but that just allows it allows a lot of the stuff that people can find online but not really particularly understand all of this um, uh, contraindicating information. It just brings it all together and just makes it a little bit more simple. So that's what we're trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do there. Yeah, and you've had a good response from that. I have. Yeah. There's been a little bit of interest, which makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah. Look, I do. I look, I think it's important. Part of the reason I like doing Instagram Lives over video content is because when I do video content, I look at it and go, oh, that was rubbish. I'll do it again. And, you know, you on a 45-second little snippet, you end up spending, you know, 25 minutes. Yeah, that's very true. So, it's so it just, saves time. Yeah, and, yeah, you just bite the bullet and go, this is who I am and this is what I'm talking about and this is the stuff I know and this is this is it, this is me. So that's yeah. why I quite like it. And I think people just, yeah, that are starting or, you know, growing their business, like look at, you probably know a lot more than you think you do about oh, yes. um, your industry or what you're working on. So, yeah, maybe writing down, like you said, the 10 topics that um, your customers are facing, problems they're facing, how can you talk about those um, yeah. and add value to their lives? I think that's a really good tip for people to do the same. They could do that with their customers, like what do you struggle with and what could I really help you with and, and do a little session or an Instagram live. 
Definitely. I might steal that idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think what you said is right. I think we know more than what we think we do. And if you, you know, if you're an expert in your field or your work, if you you know you're quite specialised, you you'll know things that you take for granted and just assume that everyone else knows. You know, I talk about ovulation all the time. People, there's women that don't know what ovulation is. You know, so it's it's. It's kind of second nature when it's what you work with every day. So we have to remember that we're talking to a broader, a broader audience. Yeah, and knowing yeah. your audience and your and you obviously have a very strong niche as well. Like you, you know, you know who you're marketing to, who you're speaking to as well. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think um, I think that I worked hard to develop my. It, you know, I, I'm, I'm educated, very highly educated in this area and I've worked hard. I've got a lot of experience and research and I still feel like I don't know all that much, you know, until you actually start speaking and you realise I could talk about this topic for days and days and days. Really, yeah. I won't, but I could. <laughs> I won't bore you all. Um, and, and it's also if it's your passion, you know, you can talk about things so easily. It just flows once you start talking about something you love. Yeah, yeah. and that's where it comes back to the importance of finding something you really enjoy doing yeah definitely um and how do you manage the whole not getting too stressed out because i know you know lots of business owners um it's a never-ending process isn't it you can constantly be doing something constantly how do you manage that kind of not getting too stressed obviously you know you work with a lot of people that might be stressed and that can stop them conceiving like you you would understand the effect that that has on your body Look, I think um, taking time away from work <laughs> is quite important as well. Yeah. Um, so when I'm, I mean, I'm always kind of available, but when I'm when I switch off, I'm I'm done. So I do work long hours because I'm available after clinic hours often to I send messages and I'm catching up on patients send me a lot of questions and I I reply to questions or um, send more information or things Um, but I do try I'm a morning person so I try to get up every morning and go out and just have a laugh a little bit of steam do you have a everyone I speak to has their morning routine (laughs) do you have a morning routine I'm up and out of the house so I try and get up and I actually when we first moved up to Manly I joined the Manly Surf Club here which I love so we go out with in the surf to spend every morning so I get up and go out in the surf have a um Oh, it's been brilliant recently as well, hasn't it? It's it's been been huge. I have to be honest, and I didn't go out in that big, big surf. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I I like the surf, but not, I'm still scared of the the big surf. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty epic. I watched actually last night Momentum Generation. Have you seen that with um, Kelly Slater? No, but you've got got to see it. It's really good. It's a documentary around um, the surf community and how they, um, their whole journey of, yeah, over like friend being friends and then competitors and oh, yeah, if you like surfing. Oh, I like out. surfing, but I'm hopeless at it. But I, you know, you know, you've just got to keep trying new things, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that helps you get in the right mindset as well, does I it? I think for... so. Yeah. Look, I think just being switching off from work is important for me um, because I can be an, I'm, I can be an overthinker. So I think that's important for me. And how do you manage with, well, obviously you've got two kids as well, and uh, I know lots of people listening are working mums trying to juggle both. How do you manage that? Look, Any tips? I would, I would, I would probably say um, marry someone who wants you to do have be successful okay. in her career. Um, my, I think my husband is um, he's incredibly supportive of the fertility suite. Yeah. Um, 
and of and of 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 the facility suite building. So he's, <laughs> you know, I was down at Surf Club the other morning. I said, someone said, "Are you coming for coffee?" I said, "I can't. I've got to go home." And one of the women said, "Oh, um, you've got to go home and make school lunches." And I said, "Oh, they'll be done." And she said, "Oh, your husband's a keeper." And I thought, "You need to lift your bar." Because yeah. our bar is that your husband can make the kids' school lunch. It's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. So I think um, having, you know, we, you know, husband, our partners should be supporting us the same way that we support them. Yeah. But also I think um, um, building a community of people that want to help you. And if when people offer to help, you know, we should – People offer to help because they want to, and we're so used to saying, "No, no, I, I couldn't possibly encroach." People offer to help; they, they want to help you. You know, I've got one mum, and I just said to her, she said to me, "Do you mind when I send you the reminders of the things?" And I said, "No, please send me the reminders." You know, she sends me just letting you know that tomorrow's people don't a teacher only day. You know, so she's <laughs> it's just building this community that help you um, that help you because we would help them in a heartbeat too yeah well it's yeah. building your village isn't it they say oh, that um, is lacking a lot these days and it is hard I think to ask for help like it's oh. I know I struggle with it sometimes and someone in mother's group said oh if you need to go to a meeting I'll look after your daughter and um and I still haven't said yes because I you know it just feels I feel bad for some you know but then I guess you need to don't you, you need to be able to let people help you do you know what Victor I think it's a skill it's a skill to say Yes. And a very good friend of mine um, in Melbourne, and she was, I said she's like my sister from, in Melbourne, you know. Um, she was the person that when I got stuck I would call. Or, but very early on she said to me, um, I'll, I'll take Felix this afternoon, why don't you go out? And I kind of did that thing that you just said, oh, no, no, you know. And she said, Jenna, just say yes. And, and I went, oh, okay, okay. yes. <laughs> yeah. And now when I offer someone help, I always say to them, just say just say yes. It's really easy and I'm happy to do it. So I think I think it's a skill to learn. Yeah, and yeah. people wouldn't offer if they didn't want to do it either, oh, would they? Oh, I love helping people. You yeah. feel really good. So when someone offers, they want to feel good. So really, you know, yeah. we don't offer unless we, unless we want to do it. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but look, I think the, in terms of being juggling we kids and trying to have a career, I think we can't do it all. If people want to help us, we should accept it. Yeah, and look at, um, yeah, your relationship too. And, you know, I know a lot of women can build resentments towards their husbands because their career keeps going, especially when they have a family. You must see that a lot. And then, you know, they feel like, oh, my career's been put on hold. So I think, yeah, looking at what you can do that's going to keep your business running where you have babies or keep your skill set going. Maybe it's just as much as listening to podcasts or learning a new skill through listening to it. Um, yeah, a podcast reading, and that's actually a really good point you just made because when um, you know I sold my business to uh, the, when I had a Melbourne, my son was ten months old, and I just took a wee bit of time off because I was just kind of a bit just torn up by the whole thing, and that's when I started studying my masters in reproductive medicine because I went, I I, I don't, I'm not ready to give things up entirely. What else can I do? Yeah, so it's something else for yourself. Yeah. So even when you're taking time out, perhaps from um, what seems like your career, building it behind the scenes, it, you know, can be an option as well. Yeah, I think that's true. I'm working yeah. with a mum now that's on maternity leave, and yeah, that's really um, she feels like she's working towards something bigger because it's a business she wants to build. So I think yeah, looking at 
what you want to do. Um, maybe it's something like an art class or something that you enjoy as well that you can. Oh, um, definitely. We just we need something for ourselves. And yeah. mums are incredible businesswomen because we know how to multitask. You know, we know yeah. how to keep things alive. We've got. We're fired, we're fueled on problem solving. <laughs> like that's what business is, isn't it? Looking yes. for problems and how to solve them. So I think and also the last podcast I did with Melissa from Alongside You Parenting, she was saying that there's something scientifically in a mum's brain that changes after they've had a baby where they become more creative. Amazing. So that's why you see lots of these mumpreneurs and oh, fantastic. Um, she sent me the article which I should share on Instagram, but yeah, it's basically that's why lots of women then start their own business after having babies because they're in a very creative mindset and um I think that's quite inspiring to know. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Women, we're just we're incredible beings. <laughs> <laughs> um and also how have you coped with the whole COVID thing? I know that now there's that second wave in Melbourne and you know, your business must have had to shift a bit because you're very hands-on. How how did you cope with that whole? I was actually overseas when COVID hit. So um, I had a locum who was covering me while I was away. And then I came back in to do two weeks in quarantine. So what became basically eight days of missed work became nearly a month. So it was a shocker. You could still um, do online stuff, though, could you? Yeah, do? so I did on. So I shifted online. So I had a lot of um, a lot of on- online clients, which was quite nice because in a way we got you know things kind of went a little further afield. Um, I don't I don't love online consultations. I think we get so much from being in the room with a person, um, but. You know, we 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 had to we had to work, kind of, yeah. like everyone else. We had to kind of adjust. Um, but uh, IVF clinics closed at about the same time. Uh, sorry, d- during that time, so that had an impact on the, the fertility suite as well. Because suddenly people were just on a hand. You know, the handbrakes had been put on, so they were looking. Well, what else can I do? So in some ways, COVID helped. Actually, you know, was. If we talk if we talk purely marketing um, or business. It helped in a little way to get, give us a little bit of a boost, you know. And then once once uh, IVF has you know started, yeah. started up again, um, that you know that kind of flow continued. So COVID hasn't been con- exceptionally bad for the fertility suite. No, uh, we'll see what happens this round. Yeah, I guess it's just evolving, isn't it, and yeah. being ready to adapt. Yeah, I think so. Um, and the online world, would you ever, you know, looking to scale your business, would you look at having online programs or building fertility suites overseas? What's your yeah. plan to scale? <laughs> <laughs> Not that you always have, because there's a real thing of, oh, okay, it's got to be bigger, bigger to be better and got to scale it. And, you know, I think... Many people are very happy with having um, clients close to home. And, um, yeah, so just it's not always bigger is better. I think. Um, I don't know if yeah. you have plans. Well, to- when when I set the fertility suite up, I, um, I put plans in place for it to be scalable yeah. because um, because I would like to replicate what we have there. I, you know, um, I was just saying to you before that I am getting clients that are driving a long way to come and see. Well, from Canberra, you said, yeah. all the way to Sydney. So all that's huge. Sydney. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, patients that drive over an hour to come see me. And, you know, I would like to make this more accessible for more people. And um, then you can affect more people. You can help absolutely. more people. 
Absolutely. So, so looking at expanding and having fertility suites. Yeah, definitely. And it's a great name. Did you? Um, <laughs> you. How did you come up with the name? Um, you know what? It was talking to uh, someone about the product. So we. So I actually do um, um, some a set of products as well. And I said, well, this is kind of so they're um, uh, herbal products. So herbal um, tinctures that, uh, to help your. Re, uh, regulate your cycle right. and I had and I said well this t- describe me someone I said well this is kind of like the fertility suite of product and then I just went oh dang it I thought I'll put that one away in the back of my brain because I quite like that and then when um, when this property came up that we've got now it's suite 11 and I was like oh my gosh it's just perfect <laughs> it's, a sign, yeah. it's just perfect so yeah so that was um, that was how we came up with the fertility suite um yeah, yeah, great name, and Thank it does you. feel like for anyone listening, when you walk in, it's like going into an ESOP. I can never say it right, but one of those. Yeah, you feel like you've stepped into a day spa for the day. I think, <laughs> which is really nice. Yeah, look, I get a lot of nice comments about the the the, the space, and I think um, I I worked with a gorgeous designer, um, Sophie Hogman. She did an amazing job because I could only really, you know, and this is one of those things that we were talking about before about outsourcing. You know, I, I can't, I couldn't put my words or thought processes into, into you know. A visual a, concept. Exactly. Or, yeah. So I would speak to um, Soph a lot in terms of, in words and feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd come up with kind of concrete design. So she was really, really great to work really with. Good to work with. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a balance, isn't it? You don't want, when you start, you don't have a lot of capital to, to be um, yes. outsourcing everything everything like i say to people with a logo do it yourself and you can always do a rebrand a bit further down the track and spend more money on on a logo and things but yeah i think you need to look at okay what's going to get me the most bang for buck absolutely um, outsource i would say accounting what like was zero that does does most of it for you but having a good accountant can help you find the best grants and um get get a good tax return um and just yeah, manage that money side of things. But when we, um, when I, when when I set up the fertility suite, that was my number one. I, 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 I literally said I will. I don't mind where we we can skimp on other areas, but I, I thought I could do it. I could do the money side. I could learn it, but I don't want to. No, <laughs> I don't have your a drive. Time's better used exactly, elsewhere. exactly. I don't have a drive. Or I don't have education in the area, and I just think, oh, I, and I love my accountant. It's so. Do I don't know if he loves me. Not many people say. I don't that, know do if they? he loves me. <laughs> Constantly. Um, you haven't filled out these things yet. You know? <laughs> Where are these invoices? So look, he's. Um, I'm very lucky, and I. Um, I think that was for me. That was the number one priority. Was just outsourcing, outsourcing that stuff. Yeah, yeah. someone that's skilled because it can take you a long time to learn. You might be spending a lot oh, of time. Yeah trying to master something i would say upskilling though in areas like canva or instagram social media you know those things it's really important to know yourself and and for it to be your own voice i think that's what it Um, is yeah your own voice is really important yeah yeah Um, and saying that i've worked with um in terms of content i think content is important and i've got uh, another graphic designer Peter lockyer who is having his second um learning about 
reproduction from all the work that he's doing with us oh, at the really? moment. So does he do oh. some of your graphics? Yeah, that... he does. He does. And he's been phenomenal. I send him these, you know, um, <laughs> requests. Can you please draw a uterus with a cervix with a finger inside missionary? You know, and he <laughs> comes back with these fantastic things. So the, the poor guy, but he's, 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 he's been very good sport about it. Um so, and that, has that helped you free up to do other things or oh, definitely. see more, more clients? Definitely, definitely, because it's, um, you know, it frees up bigger content, you know, because you can search and search and search to try and find something. If you've got a little bank of content, you know, you pull them out, you pop it up, you write your thing and it's done. Yeah. You're not spending that time looking. So for me, I feel like it's a good investment. And it also gives me a chance to actually say this is, this is the information women you know yeah as opposed to as another beautiful picture yeah I um, think your content you'd really noticed um it's really informative and and a lot of it is yeah backed up by data backed up by yeah by research yeah, yeah, yeah which is um yeah really valuable I think yeah <laughs> um, what is your Instagram for anyone listening wants to follow you is um, it <laughs> do you know what? I just have to cheat I've got it here um, Jenna it's Jenna underscore the fertility suite thank you Um, (laughs) and just finally because we like to wrap up with i like to wrap up with um the six steps to success which is based around um our program which is six steps to starting your own business and scaling it um number one so um if you just answer what comes to your mind straight away sounds fun okay (laughs) um number one is mindset matters which is a huge part i think having that entrepreneurial mindset how do you get yourself in the right headspace to run a successful business every day Wake up early. <laughs> Wake Perfect. up early. You know, have you heard that saying, own the morning, own the day? No, but that sounds oh, good. Yeah, I, I like, like it. it <laughs> Wake up early. Okay. Um, number two is knowing your why, so knowing your reason for doing what you're doing. How did you come to discover your purpose? You know, I know it's an ever-going um, thing for your purpose and it changes, but how have you sort of found, like honed in on your why? I think it was my own experiences. So having having my babies and having um, you know my bumps along the way, I, I want uh, I want to be able to give what I had or didn't have to to women. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, number three is um, the developing your idea. So you know, really refining your idea and making sure that your business is purpose driven. Um, do you believe in the power of a meaningful purpose-driven business absolutely i don't think i think it's too hard to get up out of bed and push yourself to something that you don't think has a has a purpose has a yeah bigger wider absolutely effect yeah um number four is building your brand what do you think is the key to a memorable brand i think differentiation yeah so yeah i think being being different to your competitors and how have you done that with Fertility suite. Um, I think it, my education has been a big part, so I've invested a lot in my education, so that I feel like I'm a good practitioner, and my practitioners that work with me are good practitioners. Um, I feel like that's probably that's probably our biggest differentiation. We're the 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 amount of education that goes into yeah your treatments. Yeah, I think comparing, I've noticed from other acupuncture clinics compared to yours, yours feels if. Yeah, you feel like it's more 
is a lot more holistic than just one thing. And you go there and you come away feeling really great. Oh, um, <laughs> there's a plug for your business. <laughs> Number five is attracting customers. So what do you think has been the best way to win and attract your clients? Uh, look, I think letting them know me and know who I am and what I'm about. And that's probably through my social media. Yeah. And number six is um, mastering marketing. What channels have generated the most impact for you? You probably just answered. Yeah, that. <laughs> I think I did. Look, I, I think um, I think it's uh, ref, I'd say word of mouth has a big impact, but word of mouth seems to go back through um, my social media. So um, I think that's been quite helpful. Um, and do you incentivize people to talk about you in any way or just from their experience that they should then share? I, I, I don't because I don't think anyone – I don't think it's the right industry to be incentivizing people to talk about it. And I think if people want it, they search it out a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's it's – we have to be a little bit careful because there are legalities around medical practice in terms of testimonial – you know, sharing testimonials and things. So there are some legalities around it, so we have to be a bit careful. Yeah, I think yeah. people, if they've had a good experience, they want to talk about it. Definitely. Anyway. Although it's funny because it is such a private thing. Um, some people will, will probably never, ever talk about it. And that's okay yeah. too. That's completely fine. And I think that's why I wouldn't encourage them to talk about it because, you know, a lot of people, I'm the only person that they speak to about yeah, their fertility so it's challenges. So, yeah, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't, if someone wants to share, wants to share it, I think it's lovely. And if they don't, I'm not upset by that. Well, it's working for you now, <laughs> isn't it? So, <laughs> keep it up. Um, and we'll put uh, Jenna's, yeah, Instagram and website for anyone that wants to find out more about working with her, meeting her, or following her on Instagram. <laughs> um, thanks, Jenna, for being with us today. Oh, thanks, Victoria. It's lovely. And um, for anyone listening that wants to turn their business dreams into a reality, then get in touch to find out more about our coaching and business programs. My email is vic at upsiders.co. And please subscribe if you want to hear more exciting interviews. Thanks, everyone.